Because you said that I would die. Uh, you might. I might too. <laughs> Neither of us have practiced in heat in some time. Yeah. And core power is very hot. Um, and they use an HVAC system. So it's very humid also. And um, I don't remember. Are you turning right? Uh, yeah, turn right. I don't remember how hot it is. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll have to see. Oh dear God. It's also a C2 class. So it's like a more advanced class. So, um, we might be podcasting live from the, the ER. The ER, yeah. (laughs) Like you, like a, I don't know why. Every time we go to podcast and then we start talking, all these songs pop into my head. Like when you're talking about the ER, am I going straight? Straight and turn left on Shapala. Shapala. Um, you were saying like, oh, we'll be like podcasting from each other's arms, you know? I was like, like that song, I just died in your arms. Tonight. That's because you're a natural born DJ. I know, it's ridiculous. So you'll have to insert all these songs. I'm gonna, more work for me, yay. (laughs) Okay, so Core Power, I'm super excited. Do we know who the instructor is? Uh, I looked yesterday, but I don't remember. Okay. Um, Maybe we could snag her for a question or two or something. That'd be cool. That'd be super rad. But yeah, so... that guy's tattoo is cool. We say we're gonna die because practicing in the heat... It takes some acclimating. For sure. And... Oh, there's a popo. Will you get mad if I have a quarter in my hand? <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're rebels. Yeah. Rebel with the cause. Because um, we're podcasting. Excuse me, sir. We're podcasting, so it's fine, right? <laughs> Hands-free device. Um, I suppose I could hold it, but I won't. <laughs> so, what was I saying? I don't remember it. Uh, oh, so you have to practice acclimate. acclimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Casey and I both haven't practiced in heat like yeah. that in, when was the last time for you? Well, in heat in a while. Like, I took yoga, um, a couple of yoga classes down in Fullerton, actually. Is this oh. it? Yeah. With my sister. It wasn't a heated studio, but it was it was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to get back into the heat. Yeah, I haven't practiced in heat since, like, March. So it's Damn. been a while for me. I mean, yeah. we did that class at Peak. But it was, I, th- I think it was like moderate. warm. Like, yeah, it was moderate. Yeah. And it, and that was also like a gentle infrared. Mm-hmm. And then I did like some heated classes at Sauna Studio a couple months ago, but it also was kind of like gentle infrared heat. Uh-huh. And Core Power is, again, like the HVAC system. So okay. it's like really powerful. I'm getting my nervous peas. Are you? Yeah. I mean, don't be so, you'll be fine. I scared you off. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I do remember the days, though, that I used to practice down in San Diego at Core Power where I'd, like, have to leave the room because I was so lightheaded, which they don't, um, they don't like you to do because yeah. it's so shocking to your system. But I literally was like, look, listen, lady, if I don't get the fuck out of here right now, I'm going <laughs> to throw up everywhere. <laughs> and I'd, like, stand outside and be like, ah! <sighs> <sighs> but I also wasn't as in good a shape as I am now, so I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm also wearing... Is it on the left or right? It's going to be turn right on Onamapu. Turn right on Onamapu. Oh, oh. You got one more block. Okay. So I'm also wearing my new aloe yoga pants. Super cute, by the way. Literally just arrived on my doorstep. 
10, ten minutes, minutes <laughs> before Casey picked me up. Mm-hmm. And I debated wearing them because you should wash all your clothes before you wear them. And yeah. um, So if you break out in a rash, you I know did. why. So if I have... <laughs> <laughs> so if I have a gnarly rash So either way here We're saying we're going to end up in the ER so either way <laughs> Somehow we're going to end up in the ER <laughs> Do I want to turn right in here? On a mapu Wait Because yeah, there yeah. it is Yeah I see you Oh parking's full Gosh darn it What? Um, so oh, This fuck. is going to be fun We all Class also starts in six Two seconds. minutes <laughs> Six minutes A no, minute 60 Oh seconds. my god One minute Okay So I'm going to go this way Hopefully I don't hit a pedestrian um, and I think we should probably stop podcasting so that way we can park. Yeah. Does we'll that sound? Back. We'll, we'll uh, touch base after class. Yeah. Bye. We will. Bye. Enjoy this short, minimal little break while Casey and Sarah are doing a yoga class, which they really hope they do not pass out, fart, or die in. Enjoy this music as we wait for their return. Yeah, the teacher. What was her name? Kelly. Kelly. Hey. Kelly. We'll get back to you. She was awesome. Though. She was really awesome. Yeah. Um, you can tell she was a very seasoned teacher, and I liked her energy. How she, you could tell the class um, had like a trajectory, like it was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I also liked how she started out kind of mellow. Um, and then she built up and like her, her energy like changed when yeah. it was time to like ramp it up a little. Yeah. Like ramp it up. And, I and the music too was, was good. cool. Music was good. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Ustrasana kicked my ass. Yeah. Camel pose. How'd you do in Ustrasana? I love Ustrasana. I used to not like it, but now I love it. Did you do okay though? Yeah. Okay. I did. I did okay. I think what I, um, I don't like working my core. Yeah. So I had a hard time <laughs> when I know. I really actually, this is when I think I was the most challenged is when they kind of did that sequence with the palms together behind the back of your head. Right. You're squeezing your elbows into your ears and then yeah. you kind of go into like a movement of like a warrior three. Yes. I was uh-huh. like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you just kind of stuck with it and worked through it and it was. I just wiped salsa in my eyeball. That really burnt. Yeah, we also ate after class. <laughs> we had burritos. It was really good. Um, but yeah, so that was a good class. That was really, really good class. Yeah, it was great. We worked um, the upper back. She was, and what I liked about it is she was very clear on what we were working on. So we were working upper back engagement so that we could. And, um, and like your low back too. And the low back. The yeah, staying abs, expansive abs, yeah. in the abs spine so that we could move into like heart openers and feel more like expansive in the, the yeah. chest which um, I thought worked worked really well yeah and yeah it was really nice to sweat wasn't as humid as what I was expecting or what yeah. I had remembered from classes before so no it was perfect yeah it was a perfect class yeah that's a good studio yeah I love the studio in there um it's- a little interesting looking at myself in the mirror though yeah, they have. Them. Do you like mirrors in studios? No, I do when I don't. I like I do because I am an American and I like 
<laughs> to stare at myself. But it's also kind of neat too, because then you can see your alignment. Your alignment, yeah. You know, like you can see how far away your elbows are when she's like, bring True. your elbows in towards your ears. You're like, oh shit, I did not realize like what that feels like to what it actually looks like. You know, so yeah. I think that's beneficial. But then sometimes you can get a little down on yourself, like well, if you if you go there with that. And it also is kind of distracting. Like yeah. I think there there are two thoughts, um, two like theories on the mirrors. Mm -hmm. One is for alignment purposes, and yep. that's why Bikram Studios have mirrors, because it's very alignment-based. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then... For your focus. Generally, yeah. for vinyasa studios, like, I guess, quote-unquote, classic vinyasa studios, mm -hmm. they gear, a, like, towards less mirrors, yeah. because it's more distracting, and they, we really want students to be in their bodies yeah. as opposed to like oh look look at my love handles or like <laughs> oh I look so stupid here like oh my hair needs to be done I need to and it's funny yeah. because I saw my hair in the mirror and I was like oh I need to fix my hair your bun was going I, fun huh and I, and <laughs> fun I, was going fun I had a fun bun but it was too fun uh oh <laughs> but then but like in retrospect it's like if there were no mirrors I wouldn't have known no. <laughs> and that's fine yeah because who gives a, a shit, shit about, about what bun. what your fucking hair looks like in class yeah. but I like since I saw it I mm -hmm. couldn't help it I like had yeah. to fix it and so like it took me it did take me away from yeah. the practice and so there are pros and cons to mirrors um I'm not gonna have mirrors at the studio yeah in case anyone's wondering <laughs> no mirrors at oh, grassroots look how pretty that is god this drive is so Ooh. pretty <laughs> was that your happy we're driving home, and we're on the 101. Is this the 101, or is this a PCH? This is the 101. Okay. Yeah. We're on the 101, and it's a coastal drive, and it's very beautiful. It is really beautiful. And it's a really nice day, too. Yeah. It's 77, ocean is blue. What are you doing the rest of the day? Summerland. For me, I am... I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna do some work online, kind of working on a web, my website and a blog kind of stuff. Um, and uh, then I'll probably just anything tonight. Go to bed early because I have to be up early. Oh yeah. Because I'm doing the morning show this week for the radio gig, so I'm up at 4:30. What time do you go to bed? Well, the past two nights I've gone to bed at like 11.30, which I just, That's I think late. The, the, the night of the eclipse, I couldn't sleep. Oh. Like the really? night prior to the eclipse, You're yeah. so excited. I just, I was nervous as hell, I think, because <laughs> I was doing the morning show. <laughs> because yeah. I was so excited and I was geeking out on how to build my NASA viewer book box. Yeah, you were. <laughs> but I, whatever, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I'm just going to kind of keep it mellow, mellow, mellow. <laughs> keep it mellow today? Yeah. I teach at 5.30. Ooh. Uh, Where at? At the park at Cemetery yeah. Park. Mm -hmm. um, so class at 5.30 and then I'm going to dinner with Ooh. a family friend and my husband and my sister um, afterwards. How many siblings do you have? Two. Oh. Twin brother and sister. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh. Younger. And then I have a couple step siblings. That's very cool. Yeah. So going to dinner, and then I'm gonna watch Bachelor in Paradise. <gasps> that's cool. Yes, that's, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. So well-rounded day. <laughs> that was a great day. Um, yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Touch base tomorrow. Yeah. And if I guess anyone wants to 
check out Core Power. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Core Power is awesome. Um, That's how you started. Yeah. Yeah. So my very first vinyasa class was at Core Power in San Diego in Pacific Beach. And um, I was obsessed and hooked. And today, I even brought my old school vintage Core Power towel. towel. That's cool. Um, that I bought, like, right after my first class wow. when I went. And it was, like, ten... I think it was, like, um, probably almost exactly ten years ago. Oh, my God. That's cool. Yeah, so I love Core Power. Um, it is a franchise, so, I mean, you, you definitely have that. It's a definitely yeah. franchise vibe. Yeah. But... They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The studio is really clean. They're well trained. The yep. classes always kick your ass. Um, I don't have any issues with yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So we'll meet back tomorrow. We'll chit chat with you later. All right, people. Bye. Bye. And now we will return to a regular programming of the Collective Space, starring Casey Kelly and Sarah Ingram. Enjoy. Check check one two three. <laughs> <laughs> Still checking. Yep, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Casey's having a weird day. I'm having a really weird day. I might start snoring halfway through this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll just turn your mic off. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, how's it going? It's going really good. It's um, been a minute. Yeah, I'm tired. It has been a minute, like a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, um, how's it going? It's going good. I'm just really tired. I've, like I was telling you yesterday when we um, went on our little road trip, uh, I've been doing the morning show for the radio station, so I've been um, just up really early, and it's just thrown my whole schedule, and I haven't even had time. Like I didn't prep for it or anything. I've been really bad about going to bed early, too, so I've been getting like an average of like five hours of sleep with a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, oh, i got to wake up on time. Have, like yeah. Anytime I have to wake up early, yeah. I feel a little bit of like... You don't sleep You well. better wake your ass up. Yeah. And I set like five alarms. Yeah. Starting at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like that, too. I usually have like three alarms that all snooze like 10 times. <laughs> Why do we do that? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could be one of those people. I know. Because it takes away it does. our sleep. Mm-hmm. Obviously not in a deep sleep at that point. No. I don't know. You're just teasing yourself. Yeah. But it feels so good, like, so satisfactory. Like, I can sleep for five more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Jesse, my husband, doesn't do that. He does the one time and he's up. And I'm like, how? What That's planet are you from? Awesome. It's weird. That's awesome. I wish I could be like that. I don't understand it. Yeah. Huh. How have you been? How was your day? I've been good. My day was, was good. We, um, let me see, just been working on the studio stuff. We mm-hmm. talked about the studio last time. So exciting. exciting. Um, our permits are officially in with the city. We submitted last week. So awesome. today is um, August 23rd. We submitted last week. Um, I think it was on Thursday. So probably we'll get the um, construction started like maybe like a month from now. Okay. Um, hopefully the city can Hurry. speed things along. Yeah, that'd be great. Ventura Any County City. City listeners out there. <laughs> Uh, just help the small businesses out. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but it's been good. I've just been doing yeah. kind of like back end stuff and training on our software. And we did a little photo shoot that you were at yeah. um, just for like stock photos for the website. We're kind of building the website. And uh, let's see what else. I announced that um, a huge part, I think I touched on this last time, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I like officially announced what it, any of the details, but uh, the studio is 
going to be giving back 5% of our annual revenue. That's so cool. So the what's cool about it is you it'll, it's it's based on the overall revenue no matter where the revenue comes from. So it's not just if you attend this specific event mm-hmm. or if you attend this class or classes or buy this one particular thing, it's going to be everything. So all of our revenue once the studio is open, um 5% will go to charity and it, that's five wow. percent of revenue so that's before expenses mm-hmm. um so it's a pretty Good. nice chunk of change yeah. <laughs> and but it was really important to me when i started the business and started the vision and mm-hmm. we started putting together you know our financials and stuff that um we did give back a decent amount mm-hmm. i didn't want to be i didn't want to give back quote unquote mm-hmm. but it was like you know Something insignificant. Yeah. I wanted it to be like um, a pretty significant amount. Yeah. So we were able to work that in and it's really exciting to put that out there now that that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's um, kind of has its own branding. It's called GY Gives Back. Mm-hmm. And so you'll kind of see that hashtag floating around there, GY Gives Back. And it'll, I haven't quite decided whether I want to do the charities and nonprofits by quarterly or maybe like two times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like to- uh, playing with those ideas yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. But so it'll be either like a quarter or half of the year will be one chosen charity. And cool. then we'll kind of like rotate around all local stuff unless there's some worldly disaster. Then we can all, you know, kind of p- pull together as a community and see if we want um, some of those efforts to maybe go towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Yeah, like we were kind of talk. You know, I've been talking to you about it because um, we're friends. You know, <laughs> I don't. See I, mean, what I mean, I hate you <laughs> off the podcast. Do you see how awkward I am today, Sarah? This is just going to be a challenge. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just make fun of you. Okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just think you know, it's um, you know, like the balance of giving and receiving, which we've definitely talked about, and even the book that we um, are doing our book club on talks about. So, yeah, I just think that's really a cool motto. And I think it's a good example for any community to see, you know, business leader because you are going to be, you know, you are a leader, um, you know, making that something that's at the forefront that you feel is important. You know, like I wish more business models kind of were minded that way. But, I mean, there are like great, really successful ones that are like Patagonia is like that yes. um, and other companies. Many are. Yeah. Many of the successful um, companies give back. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And yeah. it, it makes people feel makes the people that work there feel it makes the students feel anybody that comes in feel like they've done something for sure outside of themselves yeah <clears throat> you know we obviously go to a yoga class you know so we can practice and do asana mm-hmm. and all that but it's nice knowing like you also have contributed to like a cause and not just a cause but a cause in your community so it's not just you know, which is great too. The the worldly charities and stuff. Yeah. And you know, giving one percent for the planet is also awesome. But I think it's it hits home, pun intended, a little more when it goes Grassroots, like yeah. directly back. Yeah. And so we'll have those charities pretty prominently displayed and marketed um, through that length of time. Cool. People can find lots of information on exactly where the money's going. Mm-hmm. And if it's like going to 
about like a specific family mm-hmm. uh then there will be like information on that family and pictures of that family and and then of course at the end when we've completed that quarter we i want to have like you know a, a mixer like an event mm-hmm. where everybody can meet the charity or the the beneficiaries of that you know chosen mm-hmm. length of time and be like oh like so they, they this, can actually see it yeah like it's transparent and then it's like really you can they actually can meet see them, it yeah. and then the people that are receiving the money can meet the people that have all contributed and i think that will be like really I mean, nice that, for the community yeah i mean that is kind of a community right it's like and helping each other community yeah i mean i felt like if i'm gonna call it grassroots and i'm gonna you know talk about community and say that's my vision that's our mission it's all about community Mm -hmm. i mean i really like honestly talk more about community than i do even yoga Mm -hmm. i was putting together like my mission statement and someone that was helping me was like well you like didn't even mention yoga it's funny like and and it's not that yoga isn't a piece of the pie it's just in my mind it's like the same Mm -hmm. you know you Yoga is community. Yoga is union, mm-hmm. and community is coming, coming together. together. And Jinx. we need. We practiced that. <laughs> we practiced that. We did. <laughs> I practiced this whole script <laughs> up to this point, and you nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just um, felt that it was necessary to give back if mm-hmm. I was going to claim that, like, it was all about community and all about coming together. And it's like, well, community helps each other out. We support each other as a community. So. There should be a, an aspect of continuous giving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes there's like a, not like a fakeness when it comes to that type of thing, but kind of where it's like it just makes the company look good. And that's Rather it. than there actually being like really a heart and soul and good intentions behind it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, and that I think is just kind of cool because with that transparency like that you're offering and you're giving, like it really just is like legit. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Um I, I mean, I would hope that, that people I appreciate that. hope yeah. that people see that and feel mm-hmm. that way. And as we open and move forward, and it happens, I hope people also feel that way too. Yeah, for sure. So that's was kind of a big announcement. Yeah. Um, the other announcement is I think the podcast will probably be out. Uh, <laughs> well, I doubt we'll be open before the podcast. This podcast is released, so I'll just go ahead and mm-hmm. and um, kind of plug that I'm hiring. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, you know, just accepting applications for instructors and um, karma yogis through September, um, possibly even into October. Okay. So anyone that's out there that wants to apply, if you know you're a certified yoga instructor, or if you would like to come on board as a karma yogi, um, and karma yogis, in case you don't know, they um, volunteer to help clean the studio and really kind of anything that we need mm-hmm. a lot of it is cleaning and tidying up and organizing and mm-hmm. you know just like simple like dusting making sure everything is nice and kept mm-hmm. each day so they volunteer their time in exchange for a membership which is a really sweet deal heck yeah that's what i did that's how i started because yeah. i couldn't afford it but i loved it you know and it was like amazing yeah it's great for anybody who especially like that who mm-hmm. can't quite afford a membership but like mm-hmm. still want to practice yoga yeah. they have a way to help and also receive mm-hmm. at the same time so if you're interested in either of those you can email me at um, sarah at grassrootsyogaventura.com 
And yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on. Yeah, that's got been... some merchandise coming out soon. <laughs> I know, I've been seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I just have to get it set up on the on the website, mm-hmm. and then in a few weeks, hopefully by the time the podcast is out, you'll be able to buy some cool. stuff. We just ordered um, some of we, me. <laughs> <laughs> I I ordered some like limited stuff. I ordered some t-shirts and um, some bags and some water bottles and some hats. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of get started with that. And it should be up, I think, probably within the next next week. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's probably up and running. Mm -hmm. So you can check it out if you want to uh, browse the merchandise and maybe pick something up and sport grassroots yoga you can go to uh, grassrootsyogaventura.com and there should be it should be pretty obvious like where you can shop cool so awesome cool i'll be shopping be shopping big time just <laughs> max your credit card out yeah yeah i don't use credit cards anymore <laughs> good girl i know i've learned i've learned yeah. <laughs> um so yesterday was really exciting we had a great adventure and we took our um podcast on the road that's right <laughs> In the Mazda mobile, we were in the Mazda mobile. Mm-hmm. I called her. I call her Matilda. That's right. I was just going to ask you. She's I magical. You, I know you named her. <laughs> we took Matilda up to beautiful Santa Barbara. I know it was so nice. And we also recorded mm-hmm. on your little device. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you heard. Yeah, so the audio. You've heard, so you've heard the crazy audio of mm-hmm. us panicking, trying to find a parking spot. Yep. So what studio etiquette did we break, Casey? We. <laughs> We're late. <laughs> you were less late than I was. I was still late. <laughs> but no, I was still yeah, late. we were late. And yeah. uh, thank you for setting my mat down. I don't think I said thank you for that. <laughs> well, was I was going to leave it outside. Well, the doors were locked. Um, did she have it? Did she like, open it for you? Yeah. Oh, so she when I walked up, it was unlocked. And I was like, hey. And they're like, come on in. I was like, okay. And so I went in. And then I just signed my name. And then I went into the class. Oh, nice. Because yeah. when I walked up, um, I think I walked up. The class started at 1215 I walked up right at 12.15 because you dropped me off to go park. Yeah. And the door was locked. And I was like, and it said, there was a little sign in there. It was like, you know, sorry, but we're in class. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, oh, my God. We just podcasted and we missed the whole thing. And we're here. And then um, someone ran up and let me in. Oh, that's cool. Um, And... I, you know, I made it in and put your mat down and all yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. And it was fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, sorry. I know this is like so bad. Two teachers <laughs> late to class. Um, but, you know, uh, it happens. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is just that it was Santa Barbara and mm-hmm. parking. Ventura and yeah. parking was messed up. But we definitely learned a lesson. For sure. And we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, we, we do it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on top of being late to the class, I forgot my yoga towel Right, because core power is hot. really hot. Yeah. <laughs> as we it's talked. not quote unquote hot yoga. Yeah, but it's it's heated. Heated um, yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's high high heat high humidity. Yeah, but I forgot my yoga towel, but I got through it, and did. I did have like a minor freak out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Do and I kept thinking, "Should I go out there right now and disrupt the class again and ask yeah. the guy for a big towel?" And I was like, "No, I'm just gonna practice and use this as like." you know, how can I push through this? And also if I slipped a little bit, okay, I slipped a little bit. Yeah. Like it's no big deal. You know, it's not. You also have a Manduka mat. Exactly. Which is made for hot, sweaty yoga. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, it did relatively went. well, except for when like sometimes we moved into the high crescent lunges, yeah. like being on your back, um, balls of your toe. 
foot? Ball of your foot. Ball mount? The, the ball, ball mount of ball the foot. Mount. That ball just sounded weird to say ball and foot in the same sentence. <laughs> the ball mount of your foot. The ball yes. mount of the foot. Yeah. Sexy, huh? <laughs> it felt like it was a little like... Oh, a little I could have slipped back. Yeah, slippage. but I just imagined that I was on the Game of Thrones show and I was like... On the ice. On the ice mm-hmm. with Jon Snow. No. I know. Are you a Game of Thrones fan? Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I made the mistake of watching it last night when I got Oh, home. my God. To go to this is why you're right? all tweaked out today. I know. <laughs> and I couldn't fall asleep because I was, like, devastated. This is why you've had a weird day. I swear to God, after I watched that episode, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Well, and so we're getting off topic, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> I watched, you're talking about last week's episode, right? Yep. Um, Beyond the Wall. Yes. I think it's called. Well, and the one that was just this last two. Yeah, Beyond the Wall. I think it's Beyond the Wall. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I watched Beyond the Wall. Okay. It was leaked last week. Oh, no way. So I watched it on Wednesday. (gasps) But like, no one had seen it yet. So I was like, I have no one to talk. Like, I watched it with Jesse, but, you know, he watches and he like moves on with his life. I watch and I'm like, must discuss. I know. And I couldn't talk about it to anyone. I was like... Can someone please watch the leaked episode? Know. You know what's so funny is like as I sat down, I had my dinner, which I had like asparagus and a salad, super random sal- di- dinner. But I was like sitting there and I was like, man, I feel anxious watching yes. this show. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm invested so much in this show. <laughs> yeah. I so, had anxiety yeah, the whole time. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Okay, okay. He's fine. He's cool. I, He's cool. When the, He's when cool. The, Oh God! It's when happening the main again. Thing happened. Yeah. I like my hands were on my face. <laughs> I was like, oh my God! Jesse was like, "Calm down." Probably said, "Drop the f bomb" about two thousand times. Sometimes in like rapid, yeah. And then sometimes it's just like, "Fuck." <laughs> that should be an app where it's just you saying that word and all the different variances it's that you can. Fire, or yeah. it's like one one kaboom, or like drawn out. Oh yeah. damn! The yoga fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. You should totally do that. That'd be funny. Yeah. Oh, damn. Love and okay, light. What were we talking uh, about before? Core power. We took class. Yeah. <laughs> you really, oh yeah, your towel. Yes, you the towel. On. I also actually had a moment where, um, because I I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. I talked. I've told you like a million times. Yeah. Like I've detached from my water bottle. Mm-hmm. As um, I take a sip from it. <laughs> as you grab your water bottle. I know. <laughs> taunt me <laughs> um i detached from my water bottle in class because i felt like my practice had gotten to a point to where like i didn't really need it i felt like i was attached to it because mm-hmm. i noticed like i would bring my water bottle in and i would never drink from it um because if you've practiced like uh, if you're a seasoned practitioner Your body gets used to yeah, yeah and you don't like necessarily like need it because really the hydration that you're needing is when you're is way before, way, after. way before. And then right after. Yeah. And I, and that's what I did. Like I'd always hydrate way before and then I'd always get my water bottle and drink the whole thing right after. Awesome. And so, um, and then I, in our teacher training actually, well not with you, but in my teacher training, um, Rob, our teacher, Rob Hess, he like gave us like little speech about the stuff that we bring into class, you know, mm-hmm. like all of our shit, basically, like we bring in our water bottle, our mala beads, our towel, we three different size towels, our hairband, our this, our that, our spray. It's like, and we like line them all up and it's like just in the way and we don't even like need mm-hmm. a lot of them. So he just was kind of saying like, you know, be mindful about what you bring in, bring it in because you like genuinely need it there. 
and I, and he was like, you know, I see all you guys with all your water bottles. And I was like, you know what? He's right. I, I never use my water bottle. Yeah. So anyways, that's the backstory. But um, back to class, I, I haven't practiced in the heat mm-hmm. um, in a while, probably like, I don't know, three months or so. Yeah. And so there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, do I need my water? Do, uh, like, should I go get totally. it? Should I go get it? And then I was like, what? Calm down. You know, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. And that was the last time I thought about it. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. And how are you feeling today? A little sore in the ass. <laughs> ass cheeks. Glutes, ass cheeks, yeah. The glutes, the backs of the legs. Yeah. My hamstrings are a little tight. Yeah. And then the shoulders definitely feel it too because that's what, kind of what we worked. We're working the upper back. But, yeah. Um, I just uh, felt good it though. It felt good. I had a, such a good day. And every single time I have like a really intense practice like that, I just like – isn't it like mind blowing after you're just like, ah, oh, I just like noticed such a difference. I For was sure. in like such a good mood. Yeah. I had a ton of energy. I like slept really good. I so just yeah, felt I like, well, that's because. Because of Game of Thrones. You watch some Thrones. I know. Um, but yeah, I just was like, God, I love yoga. I know. I do too. <laughs> it absolutely just, and it's funny, right? It's like, even if you took, I mean, cause I had taken kind of a step away from practicing consistently. Um, and it's just kind of amazing how intelligent your body is Mm -hmm. and just what it remembers yeah you know and how good it feels yeah but it's it's been it's been kind of cool just to step back because the classes that I have taken most recently that have been really frequent have been very much like how her class was structured yesterday very intentional Mm -hmm. and pulled back almost to the sense that it's like you're not doing all these shit ton of, of asanas yeah but you're doing intentional ones you know um, very smart classes and I've just really have appreciated that and it's um I don't know just... yeah her class was very intelligent yeah and as a teacher it's really nice mm-hmm. when you walk away from intelligent classes like that and you're mm-hmm. and you like you learn absolutely you know and, and oftentimes Always. as a teacher you're just like oh, yeah 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 you know like oh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay yeah we're doing this they say don't that. like the teachers are like some of the worst students yeah <laughs> yeah because we're like always listening yeah um but she was she was really wonderful did we ever remember her last name nope dang it i even tried to google her Look. i know i did i googled her on core power and mm. all it says is kelly oh man swear to you kelly kelly what's your last name yeah it's like kelly at core power in santa barbara an heath Heaths. holt holt Hulk. We did this in the car yesterday. I, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but she was great. Yeah, she was um, great. And then I was going to say, oh, what I did really appreciate too that I noted and I, I laughed because it was a joke mm-hmm. um, was she she was talking about how, you know, you don't have to do all of the vinyasas, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, um, would you say like he who dies? She said, you know what they say? He who dies with the most chaturangas. chaturangas wins Mm -hmm. and it was so freaking funny because and maybe it was just like a teacher joke yeah maybe the students listening right now are like uh okay (laughs) don't get it (laughs) don't get crickets keep the crickets um but it was i chuckled because Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a cute word (laughs) (laughs) chuckled (laughs) i don't know why that's so cute i chuckled i chuckled (laughs) chuckled to myself a little that was awesome (laughs) um it's just because i think when you're like a quote-unquote new student mm-hmm. you really like go for it mm-hmm. like you go 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 and we've talked about before like yeah. you don't have to do all of the vinyasas and in fact like don't because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard on the body mm-hmm. um and i've gotten to a point in my practice do you how many vinyasas do you think you take out of 
the class, like either percentage wise or like how many times out of 10? Oh gosh. I probably, it's funny. Like I'll start off, um, I'll, I'll kind of definitely stay with her flow. Like yesterday, for example, I stayed with the flow, but towards the end when I feel my fatigue or when I start to feel like, okay, my mind's not going to my breath and I'm working against my body, I'll pull back. So I probably do, I'd say like 80 to 85 percent yeah i'd say i think uh i was trying to think i I have like this pinch nerve in my arm going on right now um and i suspect that it's from doing a lot of chaturangas Mm -hmm. and so i've been like really careful and very intentional with my um chaturangas and vinyasas and we're using the term vinyasa loosely Mm -hmm. because technically it's an umbrella too yeah exactly i think we all know what it means um and so at for i've been been really careful about it and i think i probably did maybe like four to five times out of ten maybe like half the the vinyasas and chaturangas Mm -hmm. i just check in with myself each time it's cute like do i really need this Mm -hmm. um am i going to be mindful through each posture or am i going to rush it am i just trying to like blow myself out of the water here mm-hmm. like you know ask yourself like why are you doing mm-hmm. all the chaturangas you know are you just like that person where you like have to do it all mm-hmm. 110% or are you being mindful and what your body needs mm-hmm. and so yeah sometimes yesterday I just skipped them and went back to down dog but I like that you. she brought that up and I like the joke well and I thought too like that's where I I really identified with when she said that because I feel like at my age, I'm I'm getting to that mentality anyways, where it's like, I don't always have to be polished. I don't always yeah. have to wear makeup every Do day. Do the most. You know, yeah, be you the don't best. have to. It's like, who gives a shit? Really? Yeah. It's like, you try your best. And, you know, like the book, I keep thinking about the book. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, you just got to do what's best for you yeah and really and and inquire about what that is and let that be okay and yeah. not need the and that's one thing i think i struggled with is like is it okay that i don't is it okay that i right, don't do right. this chaturanga like yeah. is it okay you know like yeah. getting approval for yeah. some reason rather than really like honing deciding in for on, yourself yeah and, and i know that's that's a part of being a new student too mm-hmm. is you're you're still trying to navigate those waters where it's like well especially if you don't know where the class is going it, you get nervous you're like yeah. You don't want to not do what other people are doing mm-hmm. as a new student. You don't know where, where you're going. But it's nice um, as a teacher or a, a seasoned practitioner, especially if you practice with the same teacher regularly yeah. and you're, like, aware of kind of where they're going, mm-hmm. where they're headed, then you can make those informed personal decisions yeah. and be like, you know, I'm just going to slip back downward dog or child's pose yeah. and they'll be there eventually. Mm-hmm. The good thing is, and I just said this in my class the other day, um, if you get lost – just go back to downward facing dog. Like we're going to be there at some point, some point, exactly. like in a, a vinyasa class, you're, you're going to end up in downward dog at some point. Uh-huh. So like it's, if, if you get lost, if you get tired, um, of course you can always take child's pose, mm-hmm. but if you want to like meet the class somewhere and you're not sure where to meet them, downward dog is like where it's at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I found myself kind of slipping back there and I like that. She said that mm-hmm. kind of cracked that joke and yeah. she said, you know, and there was a, I've been, um, practicing for about 16 years and she said i think there was a time in my life where i truly believed that and i was like nailed it nailed it like us too like i felt like i had to do all the chaturangas and then you see the students that do like the double chaturangas Mm -hmm. and they're like so oh yeah 
<laughs> yeah, they do like two chaturangas before yeah. up dog. And, you know, if that's what's best for them and their body, yeah, that's true. awesome. But I am a little weary. Do you need to do the double chaturangas? Exactly. Why are you doing the double mm-hmm. chaturanga? Yeah. So. And I feel like that can apply to any point in your practice, you know? Like yeah. when the teacher always gives you the option to maybe do handstand or, you know, go into full wheel. It's like you really have to check in with yourself mm-hmm. and ask yourself, is it, and it can be per day, per class, you know? Yeah. You could have a very beautiful, great wheel, but if you're like, hey, I'm on my period and it feels like World War III is going on, I don't want to do it, no, I'm <laughs> yes. not going to do it, yes. you know? Like I always <laughs> refer to that. It's like, it literally feels yeah. like World War III is down, going on. Yeah, you want to, you know, you ease know? it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, check in. Totally. Check in and ask yourself. If you're like so accustomed, like you said, okay, open inversions for Mm -hmm. whatever, two minutes or something. Ask yourself, like, what do I need today? Mm -hmm. Don't just go straight to, like, I always practice handstand here or, like, I always do headstand or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I just hang out in plow pose or, like, viparita. It's so good. Yeah. I was actually – my boyfriend George was making dinner the other night and I, like, busted out into plow because I just – you know, (laughs) like, sometimes you get those feelings. You're, like, you need it. Like, you you feel it and you're, like, okay, I got to get into this for whatever reason. Maybe my body knows more than what my mind is – knowing um and I, I was like in plow and he looked over he's like what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah i mean it looks, it looks hysterical so i know and, and then you could have like, done like death man's pose like really freaked him out i know <laughs> not anyone is going on <laughs> not there yet but yeah. yeah but it was um yeah you know. plow feels amazing it i does. think it's, it's interesting as my practice goes on all of these like underdog poses mm-hmm. like i think on my instagram i had posted a few weeks ago how much I like love upward facing dog now yeah. and I never like noticed it before yeah. mostly because as a new uh you know early in your practice as a new practitioner you you rush through your vinyasa so you don't even like allow yourself the chance to, f- to experience yeah. the poses mm-hmm. and but uh plow is one that I've like come to like recently really appreciate yeah. like I like cr- almost like crave it on my mat I'm like See, and oh, I, I crave camel too, and I know you hate camel. <laughs> but I'm, you're in the pro- it's yeah. a process. Yeah. Sometimes I like it. Like, I love that shit. You it's know? tumultuous. Sometimes <laughs> it's tumultuous. I like it. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always try to do some form of it, even Absolutely. if it's just hands on my hips, mm-hmm. gaze up to the sky, kind of draw the shoulder blades back. <clears throat> I don't always, you know go full force yeah yeah yesterday i had some i had some trouble in new strass and i was feeling a little lightheaded yeah. but i don't beat myself up over it no. it's just it changes each it's day. amazing yeah i mean i used to be that way i used to not like it at all yeah and i think the not liking it comes from the pressure we put on ourselves absolutely where it's like oh i had to come out of it mm-hmm. and then it's like i hate that pose because it like makes us feel bad about ourselves mm-hmm. but when we can just be like cool with whatever it is that day it's yeah. like we don't we don't really hate it as much for sure for sure it's great but yeah that was a great day it's a great day thank you for what did i do i don't know you like spun (laughs) you you, you're like you want to go oh uh, you're (laughs) you're all we're going you're all wait she didn't say that (laughs) yeah (laughs) you asked and i you accepted i accepted accepted my invitation matilda yeah in matilda that sounds weird yeah 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 no it's fine We'll do it again. Yeah, we're gonna absolutely. have to do it, make it a thing. Well, maybe we'll we road will. trip down to like Santa Monica, yeah. LA. There's a couple down there check that I'm eye on. I want to check out. If anyone wants to come with us, yeah, we got three neat. more, two more spots in Matilda, or three, three in the back. You'd be a little squished, so hopefully y'all would like each other. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. So we'll be sweaty and stinky all together. Yeah. So if you want to go, maybe let us know. we should bring a change of clothes on the way home, though. <laughs> yeah, for the LA trips. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a confession to make. Yes. You know how 
I wore those new pants. The new pants. Did you get a rash? No rash. But I deserved it because, Casey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did not take them off until, like, late, probably, like, 8.30 at night. <gasps> That's Wow. So then that leads to the next confession. If you haven't figured it out already, I did not shower (laughs) after I got home. I didn't either. I didn't shower either until, because I got home, I had to go to the grocery store. We were when we got home. We were tired. We left sweaty and wet, but by the time we got home, I was like, I thought you were going to say like you had like some like green stain on your legs from the the green palm print oh, that you had on God. your pants. Can you imagine like stains I had my underwear legs. from Target. No offense to Target, I love you, but I had underwear that was like bright pink. <laughs> I wore it in a yoga class. They were washed. Okay, it's the pink dye got onto no. my skin. <laughs> That's so bad. What the hell, man? <laughs> oh, no, but no, thank God. But that anyway, didn't, that didn't but that's what I was thinking me. happened to you. No, but I did wear them all day yeah. and all night, so I certainly deserve some sort of consequence. Okay. Well, <laughs> but I'm, I'm good just... so far. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. By the way, um, I told you yesterday mm-hmm. that if you are a teacher out there listening, if you don't know already, Aloe Yoga offers 35% off so to teachers, awesome. which is so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that when I shopped at the Aloe store um, last month. Wow. And they are so nice there at the Aloe store in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. So nice. They gave us, they have like a, have you ever been in there? Nope. They have like a coffee bar and um, like a full coffee bar. And then they've got all kinds of drinks kombucha coconut waters like all cold brews and um the girl was so nice she like made us a cold brew Mm. and then i checked out and what happened was god we are so off on a tangent right now (laughs) i think the only thing we got left is just to talk about the book okay we're good good. sorry guys don't be sorry no i'm excited i'm like topic today you were storytelling and i was i was listening so thank you if people don't like this then let us know if you'd rather us stay on topic like talk about actual things let us know because <laughs> we're just like having a conversation now uh-huh. um so i was in the aloe al- store and <laughs> sipping on your cold brew sipping on my cold brew and sipping on your cold if brew. you spend um like a certain amount of money they gave you like the uh, aloe toad like have you seen my gray aloe yep, toad i have seen so your gray aloe toad so cute and um but what happened was I was like, how much is the tote? And she was like, oh, it's if you spend, I can't remember, if you spend X amount of money, then you get a free tote. And I'm like, what? And so, and she's like, but um, we're out. And I was like, what? No. Like, heart broke immediately. No. But there was still the one that was up As there. As a display. Like, stuffed, mm-hmm. you know, up on the top shelf. Yeah. It was, like, way up, like, on the display. And she was like, yeah, sorry. And she was like, you know what, though? I'll just give that one to you, like the display one. And I was like, what? That's so cool. That's really nice. And so um, that was like first really cool thing Mm -hmm. she did. She didn't have to do that. She could have just been like, we're out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, she gave us the free cold brew. And then um, I was checking out and I was there with my friend who's also a teacher. And we were talking about like Lululemon's teacher thing. And she's like, oh, you guys are teachers. And she's like, um... We don't offer it, like, on the spot, but if you sign up for our Allo Pro program, you get 35% off. So here's what you can do. Like, check out today. Go do the Allo Pro program. Um, go sign up online. And once you're approved, call us, and we'll refund you 
the difference. Oh my god, it was so cool. And so, um, I did, and I think I had spent like I don't know, two hundred bucks that day or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and. I got refunded like $70 or something. That's huge. And she, again, like she did not have to do this. She could have been like, next time, you know? And mm-hmm. I probably would have been fine with that. Oh yeah, next time. But she was like, we'll refund you the money. I'm that's like, that's awesome. freaking rad. So great customer service, Allo. And um, again, if you're a teacher, sign up, sign for, up the Allo for the Pro, Pro program. Mm-hmm. And it just immediately tacks onto your account. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you get like a code and you have to remember it and plug it in every time. It's like on your account every single time, no matter what you buy, sale items. So the pants that I was wearing yesterday, I think they're originally a hundred and I got them for like, I think I ended up getting them for like 40 bucks because they were on sale and then I got the pro discount. So that's so cool. It was neat. Good to know. Thank you for that tip. Yep. Shopping spree. Here I come. Or aloe. Here I come. Yeah. I love aloe. Yeah. They have great stuff. Lulu stuff. also offers a teacher discount, I think 20%. Okay. Cool. We'll have to go down to Santa That would Monica. be a great trip. I actually really need to get more pants. You need some pants. <laughs> I just need some more yoga clothes. That's one thing I realized when I went to show up for your photo shoot. I was like, holy shit. All my stuff is like, I'm like not a, I don't, I don't know. All my clothes are different. It's like old rock t-shirts that say like rolling stones you know like weird i'm gonna show up with no logos <laughs> i know graphics and you're all, oh. all of my like, super bright patterns so i was like Bick. <laughs> no but that's you though yeah, i know you know and rock your style and <laughs> yeah. if you're comfortable you know we've talked about clothes before you don't totally. have to be rocking totally. the aloe or the but it Lulu. is like when it comes to pants and even like sports bras for that matter like those are kind of really necessary items because yeah. we've talked about it you know see-through pants no yeah. bueno and, and they I, start to smell really bad or, like, they just don't last very long. It's like you definitely want to put – it's an investment, right? And, yeah. and you're worth a good investment. It's not but like But also you're, know mm-hmm. what you're investing in because not yeah. all expensive yoga pants are good. Are yeah. created equal. You yeah. know, we've had that discussion before. Yeah. But um, I've definitely seen a difference. I have, like, a Target sports bra and then I have an aloe sports bra. Mm-hmm. And I've had this aloe sports bra for probably, like, three years. Awesome. And worn it in all conditions – and um, I have a Target sports bra that I got, I don't know, maybe like six months ago. Okay. And my Target sports bra is falling apart. I know. Can't withstand the, the wear and tear. But, I mean, again, like I paid way less for it. Certainly. So it's not going to last as long. Yeah. And so, but it's nice knowing like, and I trust aloe because I've worn them for years. Like it's nice knowing that if I'm going to like splurge, mm-hmm. that the quality is really good, yeah. like legit. And, um, you know, I still love Target, but I just have to not be upset when, mm-hmm. you know, when and if. They rip. They rip. <laughs> and your ass hangs up. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. That's uh, never happened. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened. It's yeah. never happened in yoga. That has <laughs> happened to me. Oh, me too. Yeah. Full <laughs> ass sure. rip. Yeah. Yep. That's the best. <laughs> so now we are going to switch over to talking about our book club. Uh, White Hot Truth. You guys have been reading along with us. It's been rather slow, so there's really no excuse for you to not be caught up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are on chapters tonight. We're going to be talking, or today we're going to be talking about 10, 11, and 12. No. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes? Okay. No, no, yes. And I think after that, there's only, what, so next, I think there's only two more podcasts that will be. With the book. Yeah. yeah. With the book. We're, we're nearing the end 
We are. And this has been a great book. And it's really funny how life kind of coincides and the book has been so relevant. And maybe that happens with any book you're reading. You kind of just those little things that come and stick out to you. You notice um, things more. Yeah, you really notice them. And, and it's like appropriate um, teachings for the appropriate lesson you're needing to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's by Danielle Laporte. She's a badass. So if you're listening, Danielle Laporte, I love you, girl. You are amazing. <laughs> That'd be so cool if she was listening. Yeah. She might be. Didn't she, like, like your post or she something? She did. That's pretty I know. You're it famous. made me so happy. I You're legit, famous. I legit, by proxy. <laughs> I know. I had like 10 minutes of just sitting there on the side of my bed being like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. But yeah. So chapter 10, mm-hmm. the soul of service. Conscious optimism and giving your fullness. So what you got? I feel like this is like a theme she's kind of talked about before, you know, like introduced in other chapters. Um, I really liked it. I kind of wrote a couple things. One of my favorite people ever, she quoted on uh, page 124. Ah, <laughs> uh, Neil. <laughs> I love him, but mm-hmm. I'm a space nerd. I do not know why I laugh like that. <laughs> 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 what the hell was that? Um, but it's, you know, I feel like I just really identified, especially with this this part, because it's like, you know, as being a spiritual person and a compassionate person, you can feel things super heavily and sometimes you can feel a little overwhelmed and being like, well, how can I contribute, you know? Or like you, like she explains, like she has moments of, of connectedness and then it's disrupted by realizing, oh, well, there's so much bad in the world. So um, I'll read that quote by Neil deGrasse Tyson and it's, I'm driven by two main philosophies, no more today about the world than I knew yesterday yesterday and lessen the suffering of others you'd be surprised how far that gets you and i've said that's like kind of a motto that i've ever since i've really become a fan of him um that i've really 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 liked and uh yeah i just really liked this chapter and she talks about how you know she would went through that phase of not watching the news or not paying attention to the mm-hmm. bad stuff because I put, yes right no you know how i like to write mm-hmm. and put stuff yeah and i put in big capital letters yes on this next section you're about to talk about yeah because it's true and especially i mean it i think it's relevant today too you know with what we've seen recently in the news with charlottesville um you know and the whole controversy with that and you know we it's a privilege of people's to not talk about racial issues and um how white supremacy is wrong and being racist is wrong morally um or to be hateful in that way is is wrong but um you know she kind of talks about that like oh i didn't want to watch the news because it was all bad and i shouldn't put bad energy into my life and you know she says that there's a point at which it's denial rather than actually being aware and knowing the issues that need to be addressed and addressed effectively you know yeah i'd actually like to read that section because i think it was i think it's really relevant Yes. Um, So she says, I didn't watch the news for years. It was like too negative. What a downer. I was really into this very popular new age teacher who said that we should only feed our minds positive information and therefore had sworn off all forms of news media. Mm -hmm. But that is not enlightenment. That is denial. And as a member of the collective, it's incredibly irresponsible. We need to know what's going on with each other. We do. And I connected with that a lot because there are a lot of people and I've done it too Mm -hmm. where people are like I just 
can't deal with it's social media anymore. It's mm-hmm. too depressing. Yeah. Um, I can't stand the political posts, and I've totally been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like quit their account. They like get rid of it, and or they. So- I know so many people that do not watch the news. Yep. Um, so many. That's like a thing. It's like a total thing. I was guilty of that for sure. Yeah. And I don't like, certainly don't like sit down and watch the news. That's, yeah. Is that even a thing anymore? Do people watch the news? They do. If you're not, certainly. If you're not 80 years old. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> parents watch the news. That's what I mean. I know. Uh, they're not 80 though. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, they do. They watch the news. Um, but I think. But just, you inform yourself. You stay And there's informed. like news on, there's news certainly. outlets in other areas. Yeah. But. <clears throat> the point being, um, it's, I think, like a practice that mm-hmm. we can take on instead of swearing it off and just being like, I just don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. We can make it like a practice of ours of being like, well, I can just observe, right? I don't have to get all heated and into it. I don't have to respond. I don't have to comment. I don't have to like or dislike mm-hmm. or like get in all a huff about it or like just yeah. allow it to be. Just observe it, mm-hmm. and that's it. I mean, yeah. isn't that the point of being mindful is you're just observing the present moment. Mm-hmm. Just observe things for how they are. You don't have to react to everything. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets negative and as a downer is if you kind of condition yourself to react to every single thing for that sure. you read. For sure. It's like you don't have to. Just yeah. skip past it or read it and just be like, okay, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what they believe in. That's what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. And I really, I really liked, like, I think, uh, she said something here, um, which was kind of going off like what you had read. It's, you know, you have the choice of the stubborn ignorance, which is kind of a slow process that makes us take the long way around to our destination, or we can make some radical shifts and get there with some efficiency. And I think like I watched this beautiful talk by Brene Brown. She's another wonderful art of uh, her. Holy shit, she's amazing. Author. (laughs) Author. We'll have to read one of her books next. (laughs) Yes. Because I've only read Daring Greatly. Me too. So good. But she has so many others. She has a new one coming out soon. We should read that one. Yeah. Um, Because she mentioned it a lot about her in her talk. But she said, you know, um, there's a lot of kind of like similarities here about, um, you know, if you choose to not talk about something, um, it's almost like your refusal is causing the problem to still exist. Right. And not saying that like you can't, there's a way in which it should be talked about, but you know, I don't know. I just think like what she said, you know, it's like we can be efficient and, and make those changes that we need to be seen and, you know, take it upon ourselves to, to spread the love and the goodness and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, um, Danielle says in the book, she kind of follows up on that. Yeah. Kind of what you were saying in terms of like all of like the emotion, the feeling Mm -hmm. that you see when you read those posts or Mm -hmm. hear the news. It's like, you know, she says that essentially (laughs) being this way means that she's pissed off most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how we all feel, but it's like how we use that energy is what makes that's key or breaks, Mm -hmm. you know? And she said, um, you know, I'm okay with being perpetually vexed because I think it's, um, a sane and potentially very productive response to the times. Anger is better than apathy. Anger moves energy and apathy lets it calcify. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's so true. And in my life, there's so many times in my life where I've let anger and hurt negatively affect me because I just like 
am apathetic about it and mm-hmm. I just like want to be the victim. Like festers. Yeah, yeah I just let sure. it fester victim, and I'm the totally. victim and I'm just like poor me mm-hmm. and then it like she, it calc- it calcifies. It yeah. doesn't go anywhere. It just stays. But if you're able to get to a point where you can use hurt and anger in like a pr- productive way, then fuck, bring the anger on, you yeah. know, like bring it on, like sure. bring on the challenges, like if it's working, you know, mm-hmm. the times in my life I've been the most mad um I've been able to like kind of channel that into sure. pa- like passion yeah oh for sure I was just gonna say like when I've I can think of many instances when I've been really angry then same with you like there was not always that ability but um yeah I definitely now use it for like creativity like some of the most creative times I've ever had is when I've really had a lot of fire under my ass you know <laughs> yeah and it's okay to be angry yeah like I think that's the misconception mm-hmm. is that if you like do yoga and if you're a spiritual person you never have feelings of like anger hurt fear you know all of those mm-hmm. like very fiery quote-unquote negative emotions and it's not the actual emotion that's negative it's how we use that emotion moving forward that either makes it positive or negative Mm -hmm. you know certainly so um yeah i liked that and then she also mentioned how like the self-helpers are primed for this over help (laughs) yes and i was like you know i'm constantly learning that yeah yeah constantly learning that because if you use up your reservoir of your energy your love your compassion you're showing up for people and you're not giving it back to yourself in some capacity, you will burn yourself out. Absolutely. So it's important to practice compassion and, and you know, helping yourself as well. What did you think about, um, on page 127, she says, over-the-top do-gooder work can be a cover-up for low self-worth. Oh, I thought it was awesome. So awesome. <laughs> um, yep. There have been Unconscious so martyrdom. many people in my <laughs> life. And it's been hard. I've always been like in touch with like my gut Mm -hmm. like I've been like pretty good with my intuition and there have been people throughout my life where it's like they do too much good it's like too much like too many presents Mm -hmm. too many too much help it's like Mm -hmm. over the top and then I look like an asshole because I'm not like at their feet like oh my (laughs) god you're amazing and and the reason I'm not is because I've, I've always felt like people that do too much good, quote unquote, are, are is this way because they're trying mm-hmm. to cover up for something. They're trying to make themselves feel better. Yep. Validation was the key word that I underlined. Yes. Validation. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's almost like it's not about me mm-hmm. and all the favors they're doing me. Yeah. It kind of like, it, it just kind of changes that whole process, you know, oh, yeah. of like for sure. someone genuinely doing something nice for you. Mm-hmm. It goes from like someone being very genuine and doing something good for you to like it being a very selfish act where it actually has nothing to do with me at all and absolutely. you can care less you're doing <clears throat> and this you can for tell you. it like you can feel it you can absolutely feel it yeah when it's like genuine or mm-hmm. it's like are you doing this because you really care or are mm-hmm. you doing this for you yeah you know yeah so um again hit the nail on the head i thought that yeah. was you know you don't we don't have to like constantly go over the top for every single person for sure i like how she kind of did this transition from kind of talking about helping and then giving us kind of like, hey, like this is what you do is you take action, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. um, yeah. And I love how she said, work on what hurts you most. Take that and use that and go with it, you know? And she kind of gives you kind of examples like how, 
you know, you can take action by using your voice. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with social media nowadays, she says, you know, everyone's a broadcaster, which is true. It gives us a great platform. Um, Using your money. And that made me actually think of you, Sarah, with grassroots yoga. Um, You know, being that it's something that you're consciously and, you know, putting money towards. Yeah, she even, like, says, hey, all you entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) She does. How about giving? You know, basically is what she's saying. Like, we create this business um, with missions to make the world a better place. And it's easy to think that we're already giving enough, like, through our service. Mm -hmm. But she says, nope. Find a way to turn every product, every project, into both an awareness and a money raiser. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, so, I mean, that goes back to, like, the vision of the 5% of revenue. Because I didn't want it to be, like, a selective thing Mm -hmm. where it was, like, go to this event and raise money or like buy this product because like shouldn't it be a whole like why does why does it have to be so selective like that no that's awesome and it's kind of um i don't know i i I mean just from my perspective it makes me more inclined to want to be there like be a part of it you know if you know you're giving yeah. yeah absolutely and then she says, use your body, like physically do something, dance out the despair. <laughs> I kind of like that part because I dance a lot by myself in my house. Is that weird? <laughs> dance, Just dance it out. I just dance it out. I just picture like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> How did you know? It's totally messed up. <laughs> um, and then she kind of says, you know, and this kind of struck me a little bit because um, she's like, use your soul. You know, when I've done this a couple times and I've actually made me think of this and I kind of felt bad because, um, you know, when someone says something and then you're like, Oh, I'm sending you my love. And sometimes it's like you, you absolutely intend to do it, but you don't necessarily take that five minutes to sit there and be like, I'm literally feeling love and I'm sending it to that person. Right. Right. Sending you, sending good thoughts and prayers. And it's like, are you really? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Cause that, I mean, in a swear to God, I, there was a time in my life where I was super conscious about this. And like, I used to actually really do this. Like I'd be in a room and I'd be like, I wish the best for everyone in this room. And I remember how good I felt and I felt so connected. So this, this was kind of a cool chapter of like, damn, you know, it's like, it's absolutely something to, to be said. Cause it's your soul. It's like keeping it alive and healthy. You know, it was beautiful. Yeah. She kind of closes that chapter by saying, Compassion illuminates the darkness. Absolutely. I like that a lot. So, yeah. understand, you know, taking the time to understand yeah. things uh, kind of transforms those awful things into, like, more understandable things. And I don't say it transforms them into good things because mm-hmm. you can't – it'd be stupid to say that, like, bad thing – you should expect nothing bad to happen to you in your life yeah. or, like, it's okay to, like – for something to happen to you and for you to be like, damn, man, that fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay mm-hmm. if we're not, like, viewing everything as, like, ah, meant to be. <sighs> Love and light. <laughs> ah, you just you went know? cross-eyed. <laughs> That's like, a, but for, for reals, it's like, pull your head out of the clouds. Mm-hmm. This is real life. Mm-hmm. Bad things do happen, but it's not the bad things that make it bad. Again, like, to go back to mm-hmm. that, it's not the bad things that make it awful. It's how you use those situations. It's yeah. totally okay to be, like, that happened to me and that was really shitty. Yeah. And I did not like that. Yeah. Or like, I do not like the way that person treated me. It's Mm -hmm. okay. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. But just taking the time to like understand. Absolutely. So chapter 11. Yeah. You are the guru, the hottest truth of all. I'm going to play some of that music. You know what I am. (laughs) Bow, wow. Bow, wow. 
sexy ass. We truth. just need to have Barry Manilow on this show. Is that <laughs> that'd be so random? That'd be so cool. First, we have all like Barry a bunch Manilow, of like just... really awesome yoga teachers, and then we're like, and today's guest is Barry Manilow. He's taking on Casey's role. He's just gonna so. play the piano in the background. The whole time. <laughs> I know that'd be awesome. Um, I've been to a Barry Manilow concert. Have you really? Maybe a couple. That's pretty cool. Um, with my mom when I was younger. Oh, cute. Yeah. I mean, his voice is just unbelievable. I'm pretty sure Jeez. I slept the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Don't remember it. <laughs> so, what did you think of this chapter? Let's see. Disciple shit. <laughs> so, I, um, of course, n- draw everywhere and, like, note. Yeah, and... I, I copied you, by the way. Oh, good. On that. Well, I, you know, you're not the only one. We're not the only ones. Um, but I get, let's see, page 141. Oh, what I like is she breaks down the meaning of guru. Mm-hmm. Um, so guru is, san- is a Sanskrit word. Guru breaks down the definition. Gu means darkness and um, what? Ru means light? Ru means light. Yep. Darkness and light. I like it. So it's kind of like the opposites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this chapter is really, really good because she just kind of goes heavy into it, you know? Like, um, what the meaning of guru... Yeah. Like, what it truly means to be a guru. And her own experiences with gurus and, like, what resonated with her and what didn't resonate with her. Um, and I just like that because, right, it's like it's just showing an example, again, that we all kind of have to try just different things and see what works for you and take it and leave what doesn't. Yeah, she says that devotion is a science of surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a state without blocks or barriers. And I thought that was really cool because if someone ever asked me, like, what does devotion mean? Like, I don't know if I'd be able... Like, I know what it means, but I don't know if I'd be able to, like, describe it besides just, like, um, you like it a lot? You without do it a lot? Blocks, yeah. Like, you give your all? Mm-hmm. But I like that she says without blocks or barriers, because that is true devotion. Because if you think about it, if you think about it um, from, like, a yoga practice perspective, devotion is when you go to practice, whether Even, you feel like it or not. Mm-hmm. Devotion is when someone asks you to go to dinner on the night that you usually go to yoga and you tell them no because you have plans mm-hmm. <sighs> that's devotion yeah and i i struggle with that too um because i i like to go to you know certain classes and people will ask me to do things mm-hmm. and i have to check in with myself because my my first response is like oh yeah whatever i'm free yeah like sometimes we we plan things like yoga or other fitness activities or wellness activities but it's like an open-ended thing like we pencil them into our calendars and it's like if something better comes up it's the first thing to go yeah no totally and true devotion is putting those things in ink in your calendar that cannot be moved yeah unless it's like an emergency or something but you know if someone's just like hey you want to hang out it's okay to say i have plans and it's okay for your plans to be to take yoga class Mm -hmm. and that's true devotion so i like that yeah no blocks yep I liked that. And then she kind of goes into talking about, um, you know, again, what resonates with you and and different religious leaders and people um, kind of using their guru-ism. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of in yeah. um, to maybe kind of like a, feed off of you. Yeah, in kind of a yeah. negative way. And, um, and she, how just because they may have special powers doesn't necessarily mean that they're special. You know, yeah. She... You know, also says that gurus shouldn't be, like, demanding um, time, energy, and approval mm-hmm. from you. So she says that, you know, working for approval takes up a lot of energy, yeah. and it can be really distracting. Yeah. 
So your guru and your teacher should not be like demanding, shouldn't be, period, should not be demanding of you. So true gurus are ones that help you kind of grow and they guide you and they help you. And she she even says, gurus um, teach us how darkness can be illuminated. So, and gurus shed light on our ignorance. So they don't like direct us or demand things of us mm-hmm. or demand our energy or approval. Yeah. Right. And on page 149, what page are you on? 144. Okay. I skipped ahead. Okay. Sorry. Um, but she's like talking about fake prophets mm-hmm. and, you know, how can you tell a poser from a true teacher? Listen for the real story. Mm-hmm. True teachers freely share their backstory. You won't have to go digging for it. They will speak honestly and frequently of their personal genuine pain, a pain that is both isolating and very much connected to their love of humanity. That paragraph gave me goosebumps, and I just did right now as I read it again. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's there it is, you know, and I think that's... Yeah, they, they don't... <sighs> a true guru doesn't act perfect Mm-mm. and, like... They have stuff to hide. Yeah. Like, you know, like she says, that you should know, like, their backstory. You should know when they're struggling because yeah. they should openly share that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that, I mean, if you can't be honest with yourself first and foremost, then how in the world could you be honest with other people, you know? Who was um, I just talking to uh, on page 144? Mm-hmm. You know, she talks about Gandhi. Yes. Who was I talking to about this? And they were like about to cry because they were like, it's one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if, if you're listening, remind me who you were that I was talking to. But they said something like, you know, um, essentially like holding Gandhi in a really high regard. Like even, you know, Gandhi's perfect, but something like that. And I had kind of heard this before about yeah. Gandhi. Um, and I actually had heard some other stuff about Mother Teresa also. But basically that Gandhi isn't perfect Mm-mm. and that he um, ha- he had some rather unorthodox sexual behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, well, so what did he do? He called on young, young women, including his niece, to sleep naked with him. He also set up ashrams where he ran experiments of purity. Boys and girls were to bathe and sleep together. And so, um, yeah. Again, you get into really weird territory when you hold any human being on a pedestal. Like as being perfect. Yes. Um, and she says, don't let their mad meta skills impress you. So like their metaphysical skills. Mm-hmm. Don't let that, you know, great healing and insight capacities are exquisite gifts. But we have to peer behind the curtain to, to determine the wizard's purity of intention. Yeah. Spiritual integrity. Yeah. What's yeah. a person's spiritual integrity? Ask yourself that, you know. Especially like... I mean, I've known a couple people that are like, they seem so sure that they know certain things about themselves, that they're gifted in a certain way, or that they know, you know, whatever. It's like their last lifetime on this earth or something. I don't know. But, (laughs) um, you know, it's almost like, and there was a part of me that was like, wow, I wish I was that certain. I wish I was that certain. But then at the end of the day, like looking at how, I mean, not comparing, but like how both of us, you know, treated people in our lives you could clearly see maybe her way was a little more destructive you know like i don't know that her like that person's spiritual integrity was with good intention yeah you know just just because they're so sure about themselves doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything yeah really i used to let let that beat me up yeah Yeah. beat myself up about that you know like you wish you were so sure yeah because i don't feel like i'm sure really about 
a lot of things because mm-hmm. I'm so inquisitive that it's like annoying, <laughs> but yeah. that's just me. Well, and we know? want to stay, we want to have that beginner mind, yeah, which is a yoga thing, the beginner mind. Absolutely. And so we never want to get to a point in our practice where we like know it all mm-hmm. and we know where the class is going. Mm-hmm. And now I've done this pose before. I already know how to do this pose. I know how to do it perfectly. Like we want to always have like that open mind mm-hmm. and ready to learn because when we have the beginner's mind, we we learn more. Mm-hmm. And so we never want to be so sure of ourselves to be like, this is who I am and a story. I'm ready to die. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we always want to be able to like experience more, learn more, and it's okay to evolve and change. We might be, we, we probably are. It's yeah. not even might. We all change. And if no one changes, it's weird. It's and something's weird. up. Yeah. Something's up if people don't evolve. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are all the time. Mm-hmm. And that also kind of let me, um, the thing about advice, you know, when she talks about um, one solution doesn't fit every problem, like that's always interesting. Because sometimes yeah. I don't feel yeah. comfortable giving advice. Sometimes I do, but it's it's a tricky thing, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes do people give advice for the pleasure of them sounding like they know what they're talking about? And I think partially it's even our own brains, like mechanism to have a solve a, a solution to the problem right Mm -hmm. like we want to solve the problem because we want to survive but yeah it's like in our dna yeah so i think we constantly struggle with that right and not that sound advice i mean obviously i rely on my friends to give me sound advice when i need it and it's helpful yeah i have an lol moment in here (laughs) what is your lol moment she said um she's talking about like this spiritual leader Mm. and um (laughs) <laughs> what happens when a spiritual leader violates the sacred relationship they have with their followers? And she said this guru said, um, quote unquote, there's a huge karmic debt waiting for the teacher. And then she adds in also known by Christians as a special place in hell. I loved it. It was so funny because yeah. like, you know, he tried to put it in the most like yogic way. Oh, there's karmic debt. And she's like, well, otherwise known as hell, <laughs> like special place in hell. And she like put it in italics. I just thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah. And, and what it, that looks like, what does that look like when, you know, a guru or a spiritual leader violates the sacred relationship of their follower? What in your perspective does that look like? When they violate that sacred relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to give my personal opinion now because I literally just read what Danielle thinks. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, I have to agree with what she says. She essentially says that um, that disruptive behavior tears mm-hmm. communities apart. And um, and and it's okay. She, she kind of ends with saying that healing usually involves disruption. Mm-hmm. And that what happens um, to like a whole uh, when corruption is brought to light is that those people kind of snap out of their illusions and they learn to stand on their own mm-hmm. or at least she says at least it's an invitation for them to stand on their own and yeah. i really liked that i know you know thinking about like cults and stuff uh that's kind of how it is like people look up to the leader so much mm-hmm. that like they have no brain they have no thinking of for themselves mm-hmm. And so when everything falls apart, when there's corruption or disruption, people learn to kind of stand on their own and they like become their own person. So again, it's not always a bad thing that things like that happen. It's just like how we use those opportunities. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest lessons, Mm -hmm. you know, as humbling as it might be. On page 147, she's talking about monks. And you know how like the word monk has become such a like, oh, like 
it's almost like you're perfect or you are so holy mm-hmm. if you're a monk. Mm-hmm. So she says um, that there's a monk that she was talking to that said he became a monk and saw that many things were um, she in in it's a quote from him you know creepy within the monks and boys. I always wondered about that. And she said, Danielle said, if it's happening with Catholic priests, it's got to be happening with the Tibetan monks. And the monk replied, yes, there is abuse. Yeah. Because just because it's Tibetan Buddhism and not Catholicism doesn't make us less who we are as human beings. We're Mm -hmm. human beings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those types of activities, um, stem from like a more like psychological thing Mm -hmm. and we can't change that just because we choose to become a monk Mm -hmm. as opposed to becoming a catholic priest or a member of the christian church or a member of the church period like for someone someone may not even go to church and it doesn't just doesn't matter i think in the big scheme of things is what she's trying to say is just because you're a monk doesn't mean you're like holier than thou Mm -hmm. also she says that how to tell a poser from a true teacher like you were saying, listen for the real story. And then at the end, she said, actually, just to kind of go back to that, um, they aren't just preaching, they are practicing. Yes. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. I will be your father. You have so many songs to put into this episode, right? Till the end of time. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> what day is it? I don't even know. <laughs> Wednesday? <laughs> Woo! It got hot in here. <laughs> it is actually really hot in here. <laughs> no, it's just fine. Yeah. What else? Anything else left from this chapter? Yeah. I mean, other than just kind of her leaving it on the note of like trusting yourself. Um, but I did like this. There's one segment. It's t- like on the last page of the, the Ooh, chapter. 152? One... Yeah. Okay, good. Well, talk about that. You, you want to talk about 152? I'm on 153. Okay. Um, she says that most great teachers will hit these notes. Everyone is different, but we're all the same. One size does not fit all. What works for you today might not what be is best for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It made sense at the time. You grew into it, and you'll probably grow out of it. Nothing matters. Everything is important. This works for me. It may not work for you. And then lastly, it depends. I know. It's perfect. Yeah. I, like, wanted to print that out and have it in a poster because I think yeah, it's, it's pretty so, cool. it's so, It's like, not definitive. S- simple. Yeah. And awesome. And, like, we keep talking about, people are in such search of, like, definitive answers. It's, mm-hmm. like... Um, maybe the best option is not definitive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so find teachers who, because that, that kind of just shows that they're like open-minded and that they're accepting mm-hmm. and that they're not rigid and exclusive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for 153, I, I just really liked how she kind of did this, like trusting in yourself and she kind of put it out there be like, Hey, you know, start going on an input fast, give yourself three months, maybe six months to say no readings mm-hmm. of any kinds, um, no predictive astrology readings, no psychics, nada, no tarot cards, no advice from people. If you're not in a crisis mode right now, you might even consider taking a hiatus from your coach or your therapist. You could cut all external advice out of your daily diet diet might do wonders for your skin which yeah. was kind of funny yeah um but you know in a silence of the f- advice free zone may be deafening for a while but do you hear that it, it's you speaking i thought that was so cool yeah. just like you know it's you you listen to yourself listen to your body listen to what you you are trying to tell yourself you know and i think uh, i sometimes have to always remind myself to listen to you 
Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think yeah. the gift of yoga practice, you know, really gives you that opportunity. Yep. I mean, the name of the chapter is You Are the Guru. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the end of my practice, we honor the teacher within. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of just goes back to, like, honoring ourselves. We are the teacher. Yeah. We know what's best for us. And we want to have leaders who teach us how to navigate ourselves, mm-hmm. not to do what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I would never want to lead anyone into doing exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. In fact, that, like, weirds me out. Yeah. Like, please don't do everything I'm doing. <laughs> please don't try to be me. You know, like, it's not... I want to be you, Sarah. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I show up, you just start, like, morphing into me. That would be so weird. <laughs> but, you know, it's like a good yeah. leader will show you how to be yourself and yeah. how to be proud of yourself and how to figure things out on your own. To be your your own beautifulness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No one else's. And it's okay to observe. Emulate. That, and it's what we do. Inspired as, by. As yeah. the human race. Like, yeah. we're kind of wired in our DNA to observe and be like, I like that. I want to do that. I want to be like neurons. That. Yeah, mi- mirror, marinara, marinara. I can't say that. <laughs> Shit. Mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. See? Oh my gosh, I had a mirror neuron moment with my friend and her baby. She was feeding the baby, and you're. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Was, nope, I was way across the room reading my book, but she she's feeding her baby, yeah. and she turns to me and she goes, "God, it's so annoying. I always catch myself opening my mouth when I'm." Feeding the baby. Feeding the baby. Aww. And she's like, I hate it. It's so annoying. Why do I do that? It makes no sense. And I'm like, mirror neurons. That's awesome. I'm like, mirror neurons. You're trying to teach, like, you're doing it yes. as the mother because you're trying to teach your baby to open mm-hmm. their mouth. Yep. And I'm like, no, no, no. What you're doing yep. is perfect and you're doing it for a reason. Keep doing it. She's all, uh, she had like no idea what I was talking about. That's she's awesome. All, okay, but it's annoying. You just it. dropped a knowledge bomb on her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was cool. All right, chapter 12, Faux Freedoms, When Sacred Sex Goes Sideways. What was your perspective on this uh, chapter? I thought it was an interesting chapter. I thought it was kind of cool because oftentimes talking about sex is a little taboo in general. Um, She's more talking about, like, sexuality, I think, too. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily, like, the um, act of sex. Intercourse. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Intercourse? Intercourse. Yep. Um, But, like, how I've felt the pressure sometimes of, you know, oh, maybe I'm not free enough or I need to be a little bit like this. And it's, you know, um, yeah. So she just kind of calls attention to that. And I kind of like that. I thought it was kind of neat. And one thing I really did take away from this, and it's she talks about how it's so important to, I forget, it might even be towards the end, so maybe I'm totally, but um, like have those girlfriends that you can talk to about these kinds of things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because this is, it is an aspect of our lives. And if we can't, Talk yeah, about it aspect, yeah. healthily, yeah. And, like, you know, I mean, I can remember a night where I was with a bunch of girlfriends of mine, and, like, we had this awesome sex talk, yeah. and it just made me feel like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I'm not the only one that feels this way, you know? So it's just, it was really refreshing. So I recommend it, you know? Especially if, like, because growing up, I grew up um, in a very Christian-based family uh, thing, and it wasn't necessarily openly talked about. I mean, I definitely was given knowledge about like what sexuality is or or what um sex is or what it should be and what it should feel like and all that stuff but you know by no means was it like something we i felt really openly able to talk about yeah 
you know. And, and a lot of that, I think, is just, like, who you are personally anyway. Some people just feel, like, naturally yeah. okay with, like, sharing every detail, which is cool. And some mm-hmm. people don't. Don't. Exactly. And, like, and that's perfect, too. And she says, you know, going wild isn't necessarily freeing. Mm-hmm. And restraint isn't always restrictive. Mm-hmm. So just be okay with, like, the end of the spectrum you're on. You don't mm-hmm. have to, like... If you're, if you're kind of, I, I feel like I'm more like naturally reserved. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't mean I have to push myself to be more like wild Absolutely. and free yeah. and like sharing, Hey, you know, like <laughs> share my sex life with everyone. Yeah. Um, but also that doesn't mean that it's, I don't think it's, it doesn't mean that I think it's not okay to do it. Totally. You know, like I have girlfriends that tell me like every detail <laughs> of their sexuality, their sexual encounters, yeah. their sex life. And that's awesome mm-hmm. and great and we share and I can totally like have a conversation with them about it. Um, but like as long as we're all just comfortable with yeah. where we are on that spectrum. Yeah. Well, and also I think too, like the sacredness of it, like it is really sacred, it, an exchange of energy that is very connecting, you know, and that's a powerful thing. And I think, um, I, I mean, I remember growing up, my dad, I used to be so grossed out by it, but he's like, sex is a beautiful thing and it should be a beautiful thing. And it should be shared with someone that you love. And I was like, ew, that gross. But I'm just so like grateful for that because it has stuck with me and it's true, you know? And yeah, she says holding out or putting out mm-hmm. is so very, very personal. So personal. Either one, whether you're holding out exactly. or whether you're putting out, yeah. it's still personal. It's personal decision Mm -hmm. and it's not anyone's place to like you know and she kind of does the cool dialogue between like her and her like girlfriends and their perspectives on like you know having an open relationship and one of the girls was kind of like hey i kind of want to do this but i i don't like clearly the way that she was explaining it she didn't um but she wasn't listening to herself you know and it's funny how like in sexual relationships how or in romantic relationships where that's involved, you know, it's, um, it has a lot of weight on you. Like you almost feel obligated. Like, well, I'm going to lose my partner if I don't feel that way too, yeah. you know, when then you're not saying to yourself. So or you're like, I like wrong that she, with me because I'm this way or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable with that, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, it's all to each his own. And I think that's something, um, only you can really explore or find out for yourself, but definitely not seeing sex as like a primary means to spiritual attainment <laughs> you know like or restricting it yeah because she makes both points where exactly there are aspects of spirituality where you restrict sexuality and sexual encounters yep um to try to like further your enlightenment mm-hmm. and then there's like some where it's like perpetuated or not perpetuated yeah wrong word it's encouraged yeah encouraged to like move you along your path of enlightenment yeah and she's kind of just like uh, you know do what's yeah. best for you yeah, exactly. And like on the last page, a couple of things that really I, I underlined was love meets you where you're at. No coercion, coercion, Coer- <laughs> coercion, no judgments. Mm-hmm. A loving heart can temper the right amount of smut with spirit. So, um, you know, and then she kind of ended the chapter with a beautiful, like just kind of summing up of it. The best response to the complexities of sexuality meeting our spirituality is to become very clear on what works for you. Body, heart, mind, and soul. Yeah. So again, you are the guru. There you go. Let yourself decide, not yeah. someone else. And that was a short, that was a quickie. Yeah, that was a quickie. <laughs> speaking of. There you go. No pun intended. Speaking on that of one. sexual encounters, that was a quickie. <laughs> so next week, 13, 14, 15. Next time. Time. So we're just, just going with the flow. Totally. So but yeah, so, so next time, mm-hmm. what chapters? 10? No. 
13, 14, 15. I'm out of it. What day is it? Uh, 13, <laughs> 14, 15. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 13, 14, 15, we'll talk about. And if you want to email us any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, if you want to be on the show, I'm just, you know, whatever you want, we would love, love, love to hear from you. So it's hello.collectivespace at gmail.com. Our website is thecollectivespace.org. And our Instagram is at the underscore collective space. So you can follow us there, get like the latest details on our podcast. And um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. And just thank you so much for your participation in the book club. And uh, thank you to Danielle Laporte for writing such a great book for all of us to experience. And thank you to my great co-host, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to my great co-host, Casey. Yeah, it's been great. I'm going to go to sleep right now. Bye. Adios. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. A space for you, me, and and everyone. everyone. Welcome to the Collective Space. space.